In the early 1900s, Marie Curie noticed that a lump of radium, fiercely radioactive radium, was always warmer than the room it was in. It was giving off energy. How could that energy release be accelerated? Physicists tried all sorts of tricks. They heated it up. They cooled it down. They squeezed it. They hit it. They swore at it. Nothing worked. In 1938, it was discovered that an atom of uranium could, rather than just radioactively decay, rather than just go off a tiny amount of energy, an atom of uranium could split. It could fission. And that released lots of energy. That was 1938. In 1939, Germany invaded Poland and started World War II. That also started a race between the Allies and Germany to invent an atomic bomb. The American effort to build an atomic bomb was led by Robert Oppenheimer in the mountains of New Mexico. The film Oppenheimer has two climaxes. The first climax comes with the testing of the American bomb. The Americans actually invented two atomic bombs. The one fueled by uranium was fairly straightforward in design, so straightforward that they did not test it before it was dropped on Hiroshima. But the other bomb was fueled by plutonium, and that was very, very different. I don't expect a Hollywood movie to be educational, but it would have been nice to have had a few explanations of what was going on, especially leading up to the first climax, the Trinity test of the first atomic bomb. You see the bomb being assembled, but what actually is going on there? The plutonium bomb had a very interesting, one might say, crazy design. To detonate an atomic bomb, you've got to have a certain amount, a critical mass of fissionable material in one place at one time. With the uranium bomb, that was fairly straightforward. They had two chunks of uranium. They slammed them together, and that resulted in a critical mass. But with a plutonium bomb, if you assemble a critical mass and just let it sit there, it will detonate prematurely and result in a fizzle. What they had to do was assemble this amount of plutonium and then, at the moment of detonation, squeeze it, squish it, make it smaller so that all that plutonium is occupying a smaller amount of space all at the same time. To do that, they surrounded this sphere of plutonium, about 13, 14 pounds of plutonium, surrounded it with another sphere that they built up layer by layer of chemical high explosives. Chemical high explosives we're familiar with are TNT or nitroglycerin. They had solid explosives. The thing was, they had to manufacture these high explosives into a lens a lens that would focus not light, like glass focuses, a lens that would focus the shockwave of the detonation so that they could detonate it from the outside and continue detonating it inside so that the shockwave would work its way in and be focused down onto that sphere of plutonium. And that 
is what led up to the first climax of the film. As you might expect, that climax had some very decent special effects. The next part of the film, leading up to the second climax, dealt with post-war politics. Now, I vote. That's important. But I've found it's not a good idea for me to discuss politics. So I'm going to let that part of the film go by. Oppenheimer was an okay movie. I'm no movie critic. I don't know what makes a blockbuster and what doesn't. But uh, yeah, it was okay. If you're thinking of going, remember that it is a long movie. And because it is digital rather than on celluloid film, there is no intermission. <laughs> Be prepared. The uh, theater, of course, is air-conditioned. Be prepared for that, too. For KBMR, I'm Al Stoller.